Hi there, and welcome to We Blether About, a podcast from the academic skills team at UWS. My name is Linda Riches, and I'm one of the academic skills advisors at the university. Today, we're going to have a wee blether about exams, sort of exam strategies and, and ways of just getting into that right mindset. Um, exams have changed quite a lot. We were talking about this um, before the podcast, that exams have changed quite a lot over time. So you might have very different ways of doing exams to what, what we did when we were at university, but you might have everything from multiple choice questions to maybe an online exam to 24-hour exams where you get a set time period. So we're going to just have a little think about just really some of the principles around getting into that mindset and things hopefully that will help um, and maybe just some tips on how to tackle any exam day nerves. So today I'm joined by my fellow academic skills advisors Dr Kevin Wilson. Hi Kevin. Hi there. And Ben Farrer. Hi Ben. Hi. And hopefully we can give you some tips and hints. Um, so if we start off by just thinking about the basics, I suppose, you know, you have to know the basics about what kind of exam you've got um, and, you know, how to prepare for that. So there's some simple things that students can think of straight away, Kevin, that they should be sort of aware of when they know they've got an exam coming up. Yeah, I mean, I think... Um... Well, the first thing I would, I suppose, is, is to is to talk about just the, the big changes in, in, in exams and mm. over the last couple of years. And you know, I think that as one area of layer of, of kind of assessment, which has just been totally kind of altered by the, the the situation with the pandemic. And I don't even know if there are any kind of of your traditional exams still going ahead. That is sitting in a big hall with the desks separated apart, where everybody sits with a with their paper and, and, and answers questions. I'm, I'm actually not sure if that practice has started again or indeed if it ever will. And, you know, it was pretty much very rare to see many people who had exams as part of their course deviate from that. But what it's meant is with the pandemic, because people haven't been able to do that, that they've seen lots of different approaches. So you now get lots of, you know, a variety of exams, which you probably didn't get before. I mean, before you maybe had a class test, which you might have done online and, you know, perhaps multiple choice and then an exam where you would potentially sit in a hall. I mean, to me, that was the kind of probably the main distinction. Now, uh, you know, you've got lots and lots of different ones um, and that in itself can kind of maybe affect or, or, or people's mindsets. And I think probably what I would say is, as much as possible, regardless of how it's been structured, so if it's one of these ones where you're maybe getting the paper, a, you know, a week in advance, then you need to answer the question, or you know, twenty four hours, or you know, however, or, or you might even do a live kind of exam on online where it is almost like try to replicate that kind of big exam hall experience, but on the computer. I, I mean, I think I would still, as much as possible, encourage students to try and prepare for it as they would have. Um, in the past, or maybe you know, as, as other people would have, as in, in the sense of having a period of structured revision, building up to the time of getting ex exam paper, however it is you're going to get it. I think, I suppose, what I'm trying to say is to, to try and avoid maybe that temptation if the exam paper is being given to you ahead of time, perhaps a week or a few days, to think, well, I'll just start studying or I'll just start kind of doing my my work once I get the paper. And I think that that to me would probably be something to try and avoid. I think we need to kind of you know, still structure a revision in a way which kind of leads up to the moment of getting the, getting the paper. Um, mm. and, and then certainly we can talk about, you know, what we mean by revision and stuff in a minute, but that, that, that would be what my kind of first point it would make. Yeah, yeah. I know, Ben, you said you're not a massive fan of exams. Can you 
can you remember having to do sort of big exams and sort of preparing for those or did you leave them to the last minute? No, I was. I, I did try to prepare because um, I know exams are, were, were never really my thing. I think so, some people, some people quite like exams, and they they sort of find them to be their preferred method of assessment. Yeah. And then um, I think I'm more in the group of like they sort of they're they're kind of scarier thinking about them than they are actually doing them. Like once you're in them, you kind of just have to, you know, get yeah, into that headspace and 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 you know you sat there and you're doing them. Um, so I I would try and prepare and and kind of stay. Um, on it and that kind of thing. But I think the other thing that obviously a lot of students, you know, have to balance, and I know I had at university is when you've got multiple exams on possibly different topics, um, or even you've got, you know, you know, some of your courses are assessed by exams, some of them are assessed by an essay, and you're balancing that. Um, you know, or even when I was doing like um teacher training, it's like you'd be on placement and then you'd also fix that. So I think balancing all of that kind of thing. So I mean, you you will probably be sick to death of us saying it by the end of it, but you know, kind finding some kind of routine and finding some kind of way um to to manage it can help. And I think certainly kind of um getting into the headspace where it's like if you um if you kind of work at similar times of day or that kind of thing i've even heard people say you know try and try and revise at roughly the time of day that your exam's going to be um because it gets oh. you into that kind of headspace of like oh okay it's like you know it's 11 o'clock and i'm thinking about physics or whatever and then at, you know three o'clock i can think about chemistry or something like that you know the brain yeah. loves routines and that kind of thing um so yeah i mean as with most assignments, you know, really 90% of your success is, is what you do in advance of it and, and kind of planning it. And that kind of thing we've talked about, like with, um, I suppose they're not that different from essays in some ways in that, you know, your success or failure is sometimes in what you've read and how you've analyzed it and how you kind of are able to use that knowledge. Um, and the writing of it is, is kind of coming in with that idea. It's very, very hard to um, sort of come in with, with, um, a kind of blank idea of you know you don't know exactly what's going to come up in an exam but you can still know what the learning outcomes of the course and that kind of thing is you can still know you know fundamentally what you're here to study and often tutors will be fairly forthcoming in terms of like you know what you should be focusing for exams and that kind of thing in terms of revision so um yeah i think my my approach as you can tell is, is kind of just try and plan for all eventualities um you know expect the worst but hope for the best in that kind of way and like i say often when you do get in um there can be that quite nice moment when you have done your homework where um you read the questions you're like oh, actually i i probably know that i think yeah. i can probably write that um so you know it it does it, it's all in that kind of preparatory phase yeah and i think um you know that's a great point about like using the kind of structure of the course i mean some some courses will Will work better than others with it but you know i always loved ones where it was like you know the course was split into six topics and then when you look at the past papers you maybe had six questions and you're thinking right this is good you know and you had to answer two of them so you can start to already kind of anticipate how it's potentially going to be broken up now it's not always like that but you know that type of thing can help in your revision because you can really kind of compartmentalize the study and then work out the topics to that you want to focus on or the ones you're going to prioritize and stuff like that so you know just rather just you know i think we're going to talk about the learning process just now but you know rather just blindly you know just picking up things and reading them is, mm. is to be quite kind of methodical about how you break up the, the units of the course particularly with the, the, the exam and the exam paper in, in mind yeah. mm. and and thinking about that i'm thinking about sort of ways of 
of learning and sort of trying to be proactive with that. Do you have any sort of particular ways that find have worked for you? I mean, I, I do sort of sometimes think that revision is quite a personal thing because everyone has different things that work for them. I just wondered if there's anything that you've done that you've felt was particularly useful that you maybe hadn't tried before. Um, I mean, personally, I, I always had to do something where it was like, was active. And, and mm. by active, I just mean, I, I suppose essentially what you're trying to do is constantly test your, you know, mm. it's not your recall, you know, it's not necessarily a memory test because you still have to often, if it's a, I can have essay style answer question, you still have to construct an argument and stuff, but you still, you know, you, you know, have to try and retain some memory of things. And I think, um, you know, thinking about it as something where you're trying to test your how much you've retained and understood rather than so that the opposite is just sitting and reading over stuff. And to me, like sitting just kind of passively reading over your notes and books, you don't actually find out how much you've retained or remembered or understood until you sit down and try and answer the the, the question. Mm-hmm. Now, I suppose with the change in essay questions, then that, then that kind of uh, everything's shifted. So the change in exams, sorry, uh, maybe things have shifted now so that, you you know, if you've got a, an exam paper ahead of time, you've still then got time to to maybe kind of brush up on your learning or understanding or something, but you still want to arrive at that point before it before you get the paper out, regardless of how soon in advance of the, the, the final submission or final exam date you're, you're actually going to do it. You still want to have done some studying. And I think that, Te- you know, act- so by active learning, I'm, you know, stuff where you're trying to either use mind maps to kind of, yeah. you know, see v- kind of visual representation of, of of a topic, or whether you're using things like flashcards. You know, I mean, I always say students, if flashcards are good if you write a large amount of detailed information on one side and then try and bullet point it on the other side. And what you want to do is to be able to pick up a kind of bullet pointed card, you know, if you're testing yourself and then write down all the information that's on the back of it. So what you're moving from is maybe two or three prompt words or phrases and being able to kind of, you know, jot down a, a lot of information based on them. That's a way of kind of testing how much you've retained or, or, or understood about that topic. Um, I remember with mind mapping, you know, I've probably told this story before, but I worked with a student years ago who was, you know, worked for a long time and, he was going into his final year of his, exa- his exams, his final exams, and he had convinced himself he wasn't going to do it. And he just really used mind maps. He, he had six different topics, and he, he did a different mind map for each one, mm. and basically just memorized them. Now it was pretty kind of. It wasn't. I wouldn't advise it for everybody, but it was the way he got through it. And he got to a point there where, I, where you could just ask him about a topic, and he could tr- sketch out that entire concept, that mind map of the of the topic with all the kind of related terms, and then he just used that to to write his answer. Now it took him a while, but it got him there, and that was because it had that active element, and it where he was, yeah. you know, he, he was constantly able to test himself and see which part, and I was able to test him, see which bits he had and hadn't remembered. And I think that's the. The difference between that and just sitting and reading now some people i don't know if you're like ben but some people can just sit and read the stuff and then just sit down and examine and do the answer but that, that was that was never that was never the case for me no but i think you're right i think it is that kind of like uh, i mean the mind mapping stuff mind maps are obviously great for seeing how information links up 
And that's kind of what you need in an exam. Yeah, it's like yeah, if you've just—I mean, we'll we'll talk about this when we get to the bit about you know what you actually do in the exam and what you write. But you know what you don't want is to just sort of regurgitate a list of facts. You want to think about how all that information connects together. Yeah. Um, the other thing I would I would just add um, in terms of sort of revision techniques and that kind of thing is obviously there can be a sense often with exams probably more than most assessments that you're kind of on your own with it. But in the build-up to it, you're absolutely not. You have you know everyone's kind of in the trenches together in in terms of um you know if you're approaching an exam so you know organize revision groups organize mm. things with your course mates um speak to us you know book a group appointment with us or something like that and ask us about that kind of thing you know um because it's amazing i mean when i think about the exams that i i've done in the past you know it's amazing those kind of days where you sit down and someone says oh have you been revising this and you suddenly go no, I haven't actually. And that's what reminds you. And if you do it yeah. like, you know, a couple of weeks in advance, it means you've got time to to realize that kind of thing and to help each other. And also just to do practical things, you know, collate notes, um, you know, if someone's made cue cards, you know, you can print the cue cards out and give them to everyone or you can send them out digitally or all that kind of thing. So use those collective resources because they, they're they absolutely invaluable for this kind of stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's a good idea, actually. And that idea of kind of working together and not sort of feeling on your own with it. Mm. What about on the day? I suppose the big thing about exams, whether they're online or in person or whatever they are, is just, you know, getting gripped by nerves and then, being unable to sort of perform on the day what's the kind of strategy for that um how do you deal with that Kevin if you've just you know you sit down and you turn over the page or look at something online and your mind goes blank yeah I suppose I mean again I suppose it comes back to to, to the slight the change and hopefully maybe some students may not be feeling that same experience mm. of you know you know having that mind blank because again the the, the situation with exams is, is changed and and there will still be some exams which are kind of set within a specific time you know an hour or two online and really you need to answer the questions then and there um but for the most part maybe a lot of them you might still have time to go back and and, and learn and look at something but i think the important thing is well we've talked about preparation but you know taking your time to you know to read through everything you know if, if you are faced with a question or, or mm-hmm. with an exam paper kind of in the moment that is where you don't get it in advance is to really you know don't don't start writing everything don't start writing immediately make sure you've read and understood each question and indeed you know if you give yourself a kind of time scale if there's say there's you know, easy ones like two, if there's two questions, you've got two hours, you know, make sure that you're that you're really strict within those two hours of, of of taking an hour for each question and giving yourself maybe five minutes right at the start to select a question. And ideally, maybe if it's an if it's an essay style exam to, to write out a little a little plan, if you can, just to get away from that sense of trying to just dump down information. Mm, I think people yeah. sometimes when they're doing exams are, are you know, get caught up in that silly instantaneous type exams where they get caught up and just try to get as much stuff down and as much down on the page as they can and you know that can be quite um dispiriting as well because you constantly feel like you're you know you don't really know where you're going with it and it can feel like you're trying to just fill up a document whereas just a wee short paragraph plan or even a mind map you know again Mm -hmm. you know sketching out a wee mind map for yourself to just see and like ben was saying you know remember all the, the concepts and how they connect or remind yourself of them, you know, can be a really good thing. I just say, right, actually, I do know more about this than I, than I thought I did when I first saw that question. And the other thing is even just to look at the questions and try and identify what area of the course that they're asking you to, 
to to kind of to think about because sometimes a question might you might look really unfamiliar or something you've not studied. But I mean, if you've been to class and you've you know read all the material or read as much as possible, they're not going to ask you about something in exam that you've not covered. So yeah. sometimes the phrasing of the word might seem unfamiliar, and sometimes just spend a wee bit of time reading it and read it again. You can see actually this is about something I know, or this is about something we covered, albeit maybe it's not using the term you expected, or you know. So sometimes just taking that wee bit of time um, to pause and, and read through things can have a, a huge benefit. I think. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I know that's the thing um, I found. I've been helping my, my nephew with his higher English um, that he's doing at the moment. And that's and that's his one um, thing that he doesn't do is he doesn't read the question properly. So he's he's always answered. So he's, he's you know, and, and he's, it's had consequences for him where he's had the feedback to say, well, the answer was a good answer, but you didn't answer the actual question. And if you've just taken that five minutes, yeah. but there's the panic, and I can see why it happens. It's the panic of having a certain time to do something and thinking everyone else will have started writing. Everyone else will know this. Instead of just taking a breath and taking, like you say, Kevin, five minutes to just read through it, make sure it's the question you're, you're answering, the question that's been asked, not the one that you hoped was going to yeah. come up and that you're trying to twist it into the question you want. Um, so I think that that can make a real difference, but I can understand on the day, I suppose you'd have that adrenaline and you just, you think I won't need to get it all down on the page, but it is just trying to take that little step back. Um, any other tips, Ben, on, you know, just on the day, sort of dealing with the exam on the day? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's all really good advice. You know, read the question really, really carefully. Read all of the questions really, really carefully. Um, you know, sometimes questions that look horrible initially can actually be things that you can work with. So, like, you know, you might – I think there is that thing sometimes where you, you do do that thing where you see a question and it has a topic or, a you know, a piece of terminology or something, and you go, great, and you just write down everything that you know about that. But actually sometimes you can, like – Say, for, for instance, you get a question about something, um, you know, quite big and you're not quite, I'm trying to be quite vague in this, but, you know, something quite large that you're not quite sure if you could talk about the whole thing, but you could possibly narrow it down into something that's, you know, a little bit more manageable that you can write about, that you know a bit more about. Um, be careful with it, but if you can make that link, you know, that can help. Um, I think just in general, you know, try and sort of, you know, be steady with it. And also don't worry about... Um, uh, you know, leaving time at the end and that kind of thing to to read over it and double check things. I remember when I was doing like, you know, exams at school and that kind of thing, it would have been a completely alien concept to leave time at the end to read it over. It's like, no, I need that time to write down even more things that I know. But actually, it is amazing how much that five or 10 minutes at the end can, can help you with it. Because as you're going back over stuff, um, you know, you'll notice little things, you know, silly little things, but you might also notice things that you want to add. And it's worth mentioning that particularly if you've got like a written exam or something like that, and I mean, this applies doubly if you're doing exams now with, um, you know, software and that kind of thing, and you can add and move things around as you like, you know, if there's something that you suddenly say, oh, I could have added that and that would have helped. If you've got time at the end, stick it in, even if, um, you know, it's it's on pen and paper, you know, just draw a little arrow up yeah. and add the sentence. Or I've even seen um, students add like, you know, they'll have like an end note, they'll have a little one. And then at the end of it, they'll have like that paragraph expanded and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, oftentimes markers are sympathetic to that kind of thing, because they know that, you know, you don't have that usual editing process that you would have in a regular thing, but that still doesn't mean that just because you didn't think of it at the exact moment that you wrote it, that you can't add it in a little bit later. So yeah. I would say, you know, leave yourself room 
for a little bit of proofreading and a little bit of editing at the time. Um, and, you know, keep a, keep a really sharp eye on the clock. You know, like Kevin was saying, it sounds really obvious if you've got two hours and you've got two questions, mm. split them about an hour. That's how the exam is designed. Yeah. Um, you know, they've done that for a reason. Um, yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, generally speaking, I think you probably take an average of it. So, you know, if you get really good mark for one and then, you know, terrible mark for the other, it's, it's you're going to, you're not going to potentially do as well as if you've, if you've kind of spent as much time on the, you know, I've seen students do a two, two question exam and, and write one brilliant answer and then not write anything for the yeah, other one and not zero, enough. you know, and it's, it really does affect the overall mark. But yeah. um, I think just to, to build on what um, Ben was saying about, you know, he was kind of touching on not trying to just get everything down. And I think that's a really important point. And actually probably one that's maybe even more relevant for those exams that you get ahead of time, right? The ones mm -hmm. where you've you've got a bit of time to do it. And it might seem easier. Um, to, and I suppose to some extent it might be a wee bit easier in terms of not having that pressure of trying to recall information on the spot. But there is then a more of an expectation for you to, if you've got a week to do the exam or two days to do to do the exam, then there will be an expectation from the marker that you will present something more clearly structured and kind of more considered in what you've discussed. And, you know, if you end up just dumping down every fact that you can or, or piece of information you can remember about a topic and no clear structure, you're you're not going to get a good mark. You know the marker is going to expect to see almost you applying those principles of essay writing and academic writing that, that we've been talking about before to your exam. And, and certainly, even an exam done on the day and the moment would still expect it to have a structure. But I think the more time you've got, the more kind of emphasis there should be on really being selective mm -hmm. and kind of methodical in about what you do and, and not try to cover every single aspect of the topic. But again, as with any piece of academic writing, being selective discussing the most relevant and uh, important points in a good amount of detail and a nice clearly structured um, kind of uh, answer and and really you know that's that's something that, that is expected of you more and the, the, the more time in advance I think you get the more kind of, of, of an expectation that is but mm. you know even in a, in, in a kind of in an instant exam you don't want to just be that kind of memory dump and again I've read I've been a marker of exams before to and read them like that where it's like the student just sees a maybe a, a topic and basically just dumps everything they can think of down on yeah, the page. And so, yeah. as a, a you know, they're not answering a the question; they're just basically just regurgitating like different pieces of information. So, as a marker, what you're doing is kind of hunting through it. You know, so there's you know you go through lines of stuff which isn't relevant, and then a point, and that's not really if it's an essay kind of if it's an essay style question answer, then you're expected to write in a, mm. in a kind of coherent, logical way where there is a, a kind of sense of an argument progressing throughout it. And that means that you avoid that temptation just to stick everything on the page. And again, it comes back to the point about giving yourself, see at the top of your document of just writing out a wee quick paragraph structure for your for your answer, if it's an, a kind of essay-based answer. And personally, you know, it, the, the marker's not going to give you any marks for it. But you know, if they see you've done a wee plan before you started, it's certainly not going to make them think any less of you. And, yeah, and you know, when I was, a, you know, when I was marking essays and I could see the student took five minutes to do it, you know, 
I'm not saying I gave him extra marks for it, but I was already in a better mood. Let's say that, you know, it was a marker, right? Marked an exam. So if I'm in a better mood, I'm, I'm going to probably give him a better mark. Yeah. So well, it even means, yeah. even if you don't finish your question, at least they know roughly where you were going with it. Well, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. 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 So we're all, we're all for keeping your marker in a good mood. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess what we're sort of, you know, gauge from that is exams. We know exams have changed. We know exams are very different these days. Um, but the whole, the preparation is key and the sort of just keeping that positive mindset about what you're doing. Yeah. You know, I know it can sometimes sound a bit, um, a bit trite, but it is an opportunity for you to show your knowledge. It is that yeah. opportunity rather than something to, to dread. And we all know that that's easier said than done. Um, and remember, if you want to chat to any of us about exam strategies, um, you can book a one-to-one appointment with us. And as always, we'd love to hear your comments about the podcast. So if there's a topic you'd like to hear us for a wee blether about, then drop a line to skills at uws.ac.uk. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you. And um, thanks, everyone, for listening.